Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to my new football club. Uh, welcome, John. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back for the second time. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I saved the last bit, but my computer, the the listeners don't need to know okay. the ins and outs. <laughs> but I haven't got much gig left on my computer. <laughs> Blimey. Is there not like old episodes you can get rid of? Yeah, I've just been doing that. Oh, just okay. Rid of loads, yeah. So Matt Ford's on today. Yeah. Matt Ford's on today. Um, uh, I shouldn't be sighing. Sorry, Matt, if you listen back to this. I'm not sighing. It's just because of my gigs situation. It's but... goddamn gigabytes. <laughs> yeah. Matt Ford regularly broadcasts with Russell Hatton, John Richardson on their shows on the BBC Radio 6. Made six seasons of Unspun with Matt Ford, a topical political show on Dave, uh, on Spitting Image. For, for, uh, Matt Ford voices Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, Keir Starmer. Ford is a regular presenter on podcasts produced by Wondery as well as the political party. And uh, my wife loves that. Loves that pod. There you go. Fucking hell, those, those gigs are going down. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's a bit of jeopardy for the pod. <laughs> We've got, we got to finish it before the gigs run out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. All good? How many gigs you got now? Listen, I've got 20.49. Fuck. That's loads, isn't it? Yeah, but you'll have deleted important stuff there. I know. I was just going, fuck it, go. <laughs> okay. I know. <laughs> I know. It looks like a sort of um, painter's workshop you got in the background there. Hmm. Funny you should say that. Really? Did you paint? I could well no, believe you painted. No, I painted that over there oh, about wow. six months ago. And uh, it's so shit. <laughs> I've never done it again. I'd really love to come and have a look around your house. Would you? Yeah. Why? I just think you got, I just imagine you'd have really good taste. No. And I'd say a mixture of the quirky but the tasteful and then just good, solid, modern, contemporary taste. Fucking hell. Honestly, I haven't got a clue, Matt. Some people really? think that of me. Like, oh, I'll bet you I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Fuck. Like, it's all down to my wife. Like, if I was left on my own, I was to talk to Joe about this, I'd have a two-seater sofa, no curtains. I don't know if I'd... <laughs> don't, you, I don't think you'd have a two-seater. <laughs> I think you'd have a three-seater. You can't spread it out, can you? You wouldn't. I think you've. I'm not sure how well you know yourself if you said. No, yeah, I don't think you'd have a two-seater. You'd go mad. You'd go mad. We had a two-seater for years, and it actually so made me fucking angry. Yeah, it's fucking pointless. Yeah, well, I bought ours for thirty quid in Brighton. That lasted a good five years. That little sofa. Wait, why? Why yeah. is a two-seater pointless? I don't understand. Big guy. Big guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, you want to spread out. If you're going to lay down and watch a film and put your head on the headrest, two seats, not long enough. And also, if there's you and anyone else, where'd you put your feet? It actually slowly yeah. drives you mad. In our last flat, we had a two-seater sofa because it was a very small flat, and it it, yeah. it, it, it it created tension in the air. Watching films became a chore. We just ended up watching everything in bed. We barely used the living room in the These end. are the joys yeah, of becoming not. an adult, is it? If this is the yeah. dilemma you've got, two-seater or three-seater or... Yeah, L shaped is then you're in business. Oh, okay, someone's got. Do you know when I first came into a little bit of money, I spent a thousand pounds on a sofa. Me and Naomi was. Wait, what? Around. A grand on a sofa? Yeah. That's not a lot, is it? Is, is that stand? Is that? Oh, I don't know. I don't look. Don't look at me. Oh, you go looking at sofas, mate. They'll do you nothing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. What are they charge oh, you yeah. for? Just a yeah, few yeah, pillows yeah. and some wood. No. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> spent a thousand pounds. Like, oh, bugger it. Let's just get it. Yeah, good for you. It got delivered. I came downstairs, looked at it, I went, I fucking hate it. <laughs> what did you hate about it? Didn't fit the room. It, looked, <laughs> it was massive. It looked so stupid. We sold it six months later for 90 quid. 90? Yeah. But you could have surely got at least half what you paid for. You would have thought so. <laughs> Quarter. Or was it really no. just... Had you measured it? Had you measured the space you're going to just put it got, into? I just got excited. Never bought a sofa before. Didn't really measure it. That's the most David story I've ever heard. Getting, you know, like getting too carried away, and then you know when you walk in somewhere, and you go, "Well, that doesn't suit the room at all." <laughs> so, what was it like? The wrong color, the wrong shape, wrong color, wrong style, wrong shape. Just everything about it was really bulbous, like a big brown elephant. It's horrible. Oh, good shit! <laughs> <laughs> Your face. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you fucked up, man. I reckon you've got. I like your pictures in the background. They're quite, you know, it's not. You've just put two up. You've yeah. thought about where to put them, place them. Well, there's other stuff here. All right, show off. Ooh, oh. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Football stuff mainly. Oh right. Yeah, I just like framed stuff. But that I don't know if you can see, but there's a kind of like. Whatever the hell it is, but I don't know if there used to be a door there. Frame oh, yeah, like a trim yeah. exterior, yeah. Yeah, so there's nothing I can do about that. So actually, they then fit that space perfectly, and that's an old watercolour of the city ground. Which with, city? Um, Sorry, Matt, which city? Of the city ground with Nottingham Forest's home stadium. Oh, I didn't realise you were in Nottingham Forest, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There we go. And then with the sort of reproduction signatures of the players of the time... I bought this online. I remember them selling them in the early 90s and really wanted one, but as a kid, it seemed like a weird thing. And then that I treated myself to last summer, which is a signed print of uh, Gascoigne, just about to score the goal against Scotland. Oh, Yeah, and then I've got like John Robertson with the European Cup. And then some 66, that one there that you can just see, about 10 members of the 66. Where's the 11? For 100 quid. Including, it's basically everyone apart from Bobby Moore and Alf oh. Ramsey. Where's he? Jeff Hurst on there. Well, he's yeah, dead. Bobby Moore died, didn't he? No, sorry. <laughs> no, I know that. When was this photo taken? Oh, that's them with the trophy from the time. So they're, they're, it's like a. But where's Bobby? Just well, he's in the, the photo. Arm. He just unsigned it. Oh, okay. Sorry. They didn't okay. say, "Oh, we think you're going to die before the other." Bobby's going to buy this. Other <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's most of it. It's got Nobby Styles, Martin Peters, Jeff Hurst, the Charlton Brothers, 
Gordon Banks, you know, all the big dogs really, apart from uh, apart from Alf Ramsey and um and, and Bobby Moore. Just bits and bobs. How you must be feeling a little bit. How are you feeling about your side at the moment? Quite good, actually. Oh. Because it's been so long. Because it had been so I grew up with as as a top flight team. Yeah. With Brian Clough managing us and, and Stuart Pierce being our oh, captain yeah. and like we were always big parts of the of the England squad, mm. and then um, obviously then we spent twenty three years out of the Premier League, and it was it was driving me mad. So just to you start to wonder if you'll ever get back there. So then just the fact that we got back, we had that amazing day at Wembley. Just um, that that got a, a lot of tension out of me, <laughs> a lot of anger I'd been building up at the world. You know, like angry, you know, like I felt like an angry young man in a market town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they just said, there's yeah. nothing for them here. They just go out every Friday night and they get in a fight. I wasn't getting in fights, obviously, but like I felt that kind of ex- just permanent frustration with life because we hadn't <laughs> sorted that problem out. And then, do you know what? The last three <laughs> sounds so sad, but it, what, it drove me mad. So the fact that we finally did it was like, right, okay, I believe that I could see it again in my lifetime. And Knowing what it's like now, teams sometimes go up and go down and then go up again. And actually, I don't think we're playing that badly. And it, you know, it's always going to be hard. So I actually don't feel that bad. When you went down 23 years ago. Yeah. Who? 99. What? Yeah. Who was in charge? Who were the players? And why didn't you just come back up again? Did you lose a lot of players? Yeah. So we'd been down three times in the 90s. So we went down in 93 in the first season of the Premier League with Clough and he left. Then we came straight back up the next season with Frank Clark. Then we finished third in the Premier League in 1995. Then we got to the quarterfinals of the UEFA Cup in 96. So like it was just like bang on an upward trajectory. Then we went down again. Then we came back up again. <laughs> then we went Hang on a minute. When did you go down? When After the UEFA we Cup? Down in 97, back up in 98, down in 99. It was just all, the 90s was just sort of mad. And then we haven't been back since. And then, and then the rot really set in. And then we had three seasons in the third division, I refuse to call it League One because I just think that's patronising, isn't it? Okay, this is where, this is, I don't know if you know why I'm doing this, Matt. Yeah, you I, said you were getting into lower league football. Yeah, I've started supporting Exeter City in the last Great. Year. Yeah. Why Exeter? Because we've just moved to Devon. You've moved to Devon? <laughs> You're kidding. You're kidding. no. no. Your I mean, I love. I want to be very clear. I've become obsessed with the southwest of England. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, totally yeah, obsessed. very confident. That makes me happy. <laughs> Everyone that's come on the pod has said, "Oh, the southwest is like an incredible area." But if you ask any footballer, they go, "I don't want yeah. to move there." No, you can't attract anyone. No, it's too far away from them, isn't it? That's yeah. the problem. You can attract it podcasters and sketch groups, and, and most footballers <laughs> tend to be from like big city lifestyle. So moving to the countryside where there's barely any 5G and your internet's about as good as, well, it's just I've got good internet. I'm not having that. I've got a cracking internet. Yeah. You've got a bit, of, that. Got a bit of dosh you. No, I haven't. <laughs> fucking talking about? Spent it all on a sofa. <laughs> got fuck all left. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Devon. So why? Because you were in Brighton, weren't you? You down near there. I was in Brighton for a bit and then I was somewhere else in Sussex. And then just for lockdown, we were like, we couldn't afford anywhere near us. So, so why said, because Naomi's from Totnes. Okay, so there's yeah. like an origin story there, like yeah. back to your roots. Like I was saying to Tom Parry, nice. we were both saying, because Tom Parry's moved down. Yes. And Spencer Jones, Mike Wozniak. Oh, my God. Holy crap. I was on the beach 
last summer. I was just with my family. I was like, it's fucking Mike Wozniak over there. What the fuck's he and doing? What he, and what's his sort of beach routine? Is he in like... He looked good on a beach. But he did, yeah. Yeah, he did. I, I actually kept looking at him and going, oh, yeah, you've got it nailed, your beach look. I think with that tash, you just pre- presume he was filming an advert or something, <laughs> wouldn't you? you go, oh, this like a Gillette thing they're doing. Where yeah. They're yeah, no, he looked good. Yeah. I love Southwest England. Have you got a Rollies fudge near you? Yes, that's in Totnes. So good. Yeah, Rollies fudge. Yeah, why, yeah, are you, why are you squinting, John? I've never heard of Rollies fudge. Um. What? I've lived I've lived in the southwest for about fifteen years. Mate, they're all over the southwest. Yeah, they are. St. Ives, Exeter. I think there might even be one in Bristol. They're absolutely. To be fair, oh, I'm not man. the biggest fudge fan, so that probably explains that. Really, maybe, maybe, yeah. But it's an iconic brand, black satin with gold letters. Oh man, would you move down here, Matt? Why? One hundred percent would. Do you know what? Actually, just after Christmas last year, we spent a week in Penzance, right on the seafront, and I loved it. And we went to Mausel, we went to St Ives, and 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 Philp's pasties are the best pasties I've ever had in my life. Right. I had one down near St Michael's Mount. Yes. Um, was it Marazian, that, that little part of town? John, he's not even listening. I don't. I don't all I all I can think of. <laughs> you're from the southwest. What's going all on? I, all I can think of when it comes to Cornwall is um, I don't know if you've heard of a place called Perrinpool. That's where me and my friend always go surfing we drive down like 45 minutes we go quite often yeah. but I don't do you know, not I'm care not... for do you not care for Cornwall John no because you've got to go through Plymouth so it's just like it's an eyesore on the way through so no I, I'm, Plymouth's I'm... nice though isn't it uh? <gasps> Plymouth's nice no you're very wrong Ooh. really well the the, this, the sort of where the lighthouses and all that crap's alright the pavilion and that but the actual city itself is horrible Oh no! <laughs> sorry, sorry, Daniel. I don't think there's any. No idea. Um, I'm gutted. So where would you? You should, honestly, Matt. I haven't looked back. I, I absolutely love it down there. I love it. Yeah, I just think like there's a vibe down there, isn't it? I, I I love Glastonbury, and I love. And this is going to sound like basic, but I love clotted cream, Philps pasties, tribute beer. I just think so much good stuff coming out of the southwest of England, and the and the. It is just nicer down there. I think I feel like the air is cleaner. I feel like when I come from Manchester and go back, I can notice like there's less congestion in the nostrils. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you just get out of London, you feel that, don't you? I mean, obviously. Scotland yeah. Has Where are you, Matt? Where are you in the country? I'm in Northwest London. Right. Yeah. What do you make of that? I don't think I could live in London ever. I honestly, when I go to London, I'm like, I am so over this. Yeah. What's the matter with the pair? Oh, grow up. I mean, <laughs> I love the southwest of England, but London is amazing as well. I'm not one of these people that moves in and slags it off. It's got its downsides, but it I great. think it's for the youth, London. The only time I've ever been is for the for the player finals, and I just ha- I just got I just got bad memories of the player finals. It's just always busy. Every, like the shopping centres are packed. You can't move anywhere. It's just go oh, get out of the way. I don't think you should judge London on what it's like getting out of Wembley. Yeah, I mean, like, that is a uniquely <laughs> terrible experience, but like, that's not like every street. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell, you need a police escort to get around. Where's the best place, would you say, like, not obviously really expensive, but where would you live, like, if you could choose? Well, outside no, of London? No, in London. Like, where's the best places to be? Oh, I think I think around here is nice. I live near Hampstead, and that's lovely. Do you and really? I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a place called the Hampstead Garden Suburb. 
Well, that is not. I mean, that's very quite villagey, isn't it, around there? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like I'm basically trying to live somewhere that's like the southwest of England. Yeah, but am, am I missing London. something with hamsters? Is, is there something I should know? Oh, it's Coinage. Just really nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just a nice part of the world. West Hampstead's nice. Highgate's nice. Um, yeah. I really like Greenwich down by the water. Anywhere by the river, I think, is right. always cool. Whenever I've gone to Hampstead, I've always seen someone from Culture Club. Oh, yeah. Boy George. Or his boyfriend. Oh. I don't know what his boyfriend's name is. <laughs> okay. You do well, see people around there. You yeah, see Dynamo. Dynamo. <laughs> um, what, the magician? Oh, yeah. Jim Broadbent. Uh, oh yeah, I was in. The, I, I'm at the same GP surgery as Imelda Staunton, and was. Oh yeah, standing by. Oh yeah, it's like Stanley Street round here, mate. Oh right. Well, Great. shall I tell you who's round here? Jennifer Saunders and Aid Edmondson are ten minutes away. Very cool. Very very cool. Is that it? I think that's it for now. <laughs> well, hang on. There's you. <laughs> There's Wozniak. There's Wozniak. There's Spencer Jones. Um, Spencer Peter Jones. Richardson. He started the comic strip. Oh, wow. God, he was handsome, wasn't he? Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> it, arguably the first, like, handsome, funny man. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cool, funny, handsome. Something the first one I was like, he's fit, even as a kid. Yeah. Even as a you heterosexual fit, boy, I was like, he is fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's more than that around here. Ah. Uh, but he comes from down the road, isn't he? He's a oh, Josh, Josh. He's coming on the pod next week. Josh, yeah, Josh went to school like a mile away. Anyway. Anyway. Nottingham Forest. Yes. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. I actually have a story about Nottingham Forest. I um, At the start of uh, one of the football league seasons, I think it might have been the 2019-20 season, I actually went and like stood on the pitch at Nottingham Forest and we had like a picture taken of like, so each club had a represent re- representative that like stood where they were like geographically in, in the UK and then made all the different 92 teams. So actually I've been on the pitch at Nottingham Forest. That's my claim to fame. And did you like it? Yeah. Lovely ground. Really, really nice ground. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you could sort it was weird. I, I was like, quite young. What was I? I would have been like 17, 18. And I sort of, remember thinking shit this feels like a historic place like a lot's happened wow. here i remember yeah, like yeah. feeling that aura about the place yeah yeah no, that's a very good observation matt could you remind me of like the players when they were in their pomp like nigel clough stuart pierce who else was there uh steve hodge des walker yes. steve chettle nigel jemson gary oh. parker franz carr gary crosby oh. uh that sort of era yeah great that was when i was great so my, my first game that i've gone to was in 1990 so i'm 39 yeah so i just missed the european i was so obviously we last won the european cup in 1980 and i was born two years after that so i i never saw the kind of mega mega days yeah but when i was going it was my memory is off, sort of semi-finals of fa cups against liverpool oh, yeah 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 and then the oh. final in 1991 when pierce scores and gaza breaks his leg of course very sad. When I was 12, I wrote a song called What's the Matter, Nigel Jemson? No way. Yeah, I did. And and <laughs> do you know what? I, I've become mates with Jemson. Well, I'll sing it to him if you want. Yeah. Do you remember how it goes? Oh, I don't know. Just Why have you been making it, songs like... all your life? Why is making songs a thing you've done forever? <laughs> yeah, what's that? you've just reminded me. What's the matter, Nigel Jemson? He was good looking. Lovely golden hair. Yeah. Well, I'm all about that. 
When I really? look at Exeter, I'm, I'm all about their hair, their legs. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't fancy them or anything. I'm way above all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I fuck the first person I admire. <laughs> but, um, Oh, it's all about the hair, the boots, the legs. You like you like yeah. the main reason you like different teams coming down to play is because you get to observe like different hairstyles, legs. Oh, Northampton. Yeah. Different kettle of fish. Fantastic short haircuts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Bases, who's gonna get promoted on who has the best haircuts and legs, basically. Yeah. I mean, in, in a way, legs has a logic to it, doesn't it? Because they do they are crucial to yeah. If you on some level you might like Stuart Pierce had mega thighs, do you know what I mean? Yes, he, he did at, in those so, little shorts. Yeah. Yeah. So there might be a oddly a logic to Thank you, Matt. If you did a leg league and then saw at the start of the season, having seen them all play and then never and done then, a leg league. That's a great idea. a leg league, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you and then at the end of the season you could see whether you'd Oh, you can get it. you can get promoted into the leg league and it should be quite a few leagues. Or just look at all the players' legs in your league. Decide who's got the best, and then see how at the end of the season that tallies with actually who finished. Oh, okay. Up. I was just also, thinking about the best legs in the ninety-two clubs. Oh yeah, do that as well. <laughs> do that. Do both. <laughs> do both. Do both. It could be a cup tournament. That is. That There'd is some that are sort of, of research right there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of legs will just sort of mould into one. Really, There's much of a muchness. But there'll be some that stat like Perigiani, is, is that his name? Placing Perigiani, yeah, Stephen. Perigiani, his legs are fucking insane. Yeah, he's he's made him some way? fine form this season as well. Just big, muscular, blonde. He's sort of like Nordic, isn't he? he seems sort of like yeah, like Thor. Oh, I know what you mean. Kind of Harland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit yeah, a bit of David, I think. So Nottingham Forest at the moment have they spent? Really big, and they're not yeah, quite so gelling. Is that what we'd it is? We spent more this summer than we'd spent in our entire history combined. So I heard on the radio this <laughs> week, um, someone said they were talking to. I think Simon Jordan saying we were talking to. I don't know the chairman saying every player we win in for Nottingham Forest came along and went. No, nope, we'll give you another ten million. Yeah, yeah, great, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's not your money, is it? I say get the players, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um. It's tricky because we've had to spend the money because we've been out of the league so long. So yeah. other clubs obviously already have assets that are worth more than that. Yeah, We don't. And, and a lot of our players last season were on loan and they went back to their parent clubs and then were sold on players like um, Jed Spence and James Garner went back to Man United. And then yes. you've got to you've got owners who are really ambitious who want Forrest to stay in the Premier League. And if you know, the, to be fair, in every transfer window, they've backed whoever the manager's been. It's just that in the championship, no one really pays that much attention and obviously we weren't right. spending that amount of money so um it is a lot but i'd, I'd rather obviously we just want it to be wisely spent um it's just very hard for the manager to decide when he's got 23 new players on, on top of the existing players he's got yeah to quickly figure out who the starting 11 is i think is hard do you worry <laughs> about how, how many they've brought how many players you've brought in because isn't it like almost too hot I mean, it, it, obviously, it's a lot of players, but I, I, I wasn't worried at the time. Do you know what I mean? It's really easy to go, oh, yeah. At the time, I was going, this is great. Sign all these great players. No, the yeah. only reason I yeah. ask is because should it go tits up and you do go down, that's a lot of wages, bills that you've incurred that you don't can't really afford to pay in the championship. 
Yeah, but you've got, do you take that risk or not? I guess I would rather them take the risk. That's what I was saying I mean, last the week. They saw that, there's, that lead, there's that famous Leeds quote, isn't there, that their chairman said, it's like, we may have overspent in the past, but did we live the dream? Yeah, well, look exactly. what Exactly, live, live the day as a, what was it, a rhinoceros or a year, what's the fucking phrase? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, die on your knees or stand on your feet. Yeah. I don't know, they're always, yeah. I worry about those quotes, they're always used by the far right. <laughs> okay. You think, oh, that's a nice quote, yeah, a day as a lion or a lifetime as a sheep, and you find yeah. out that I fucking Mosley said it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, when you were in League One, which Exeter in, I, I was just going to yeah. say, so I moved down here. I wanted to find a club. I went to Exeter yeah. and that was it. I watched one game. That was it. I mean, so <clears throat> they were in League Two. They got promoted last year. First year of following them. Piece of piss. Nice. And, uh, but when Nottingham Forest were in League One, how many people would come and watch those games? So the attendances did drop a bit. I mean, uh, when I lived in Nottingham, I had a season ticket the whole time. So I went from having a season ticket in the Premier League <laughs> to, you know, not that long later being a third division season ticket holder. And it was just crap. I mean, oddly, I don't really remember whether the ground was full or not. I mean, I th- still think we're getting like 17, 18, if not 20,000. And then maybe more for some games. But it was more just that. It's just a very different thing you're watching. I mean, even the difference between the Championship and the Premier League is completely different. Is it? It is really? almost like a different sport. It's oh. just, you cannot, because I meet people who say, obviously, you talk to football with people and they're going, oh, I think we should have just kept the team we had last season. You're like, there would have been apps. We'd have zero points. Yeah. You, you, I mean, it's not even about Man City. Even the Fulham game the other week, the game is, you cannot make a single mistake in the Premier League. It's played at oh, such a pace. Really? Your eyes have to readjust to it. It's complete. And watching it on telly in a way doesn't prepare you for seeing it in the flesh. There's nothing. <laughs> this really that's excites like so me, rare. this chat. It really does. Oh, it's great. Yeah. But it, but it is, it is just such a different level, even to the bottom of the Premier League from the top of the Championship. It's the single biggest leap. It's just... It's paid. It's, it's just too fast. I mean, it's amazing, but it is just. So when you think that'll... about us and Exeter and yeah. League One, you're oh. just like, oh, what a load of old shit your life is. Well, it, it, I think it's relative to who you support, isn't it? Like, if it, because I grew up watching Forest as a top tier club, th- then I've had to deal with the fall down the leagues and then obviously the euphoria of the climb back up. But I think. I don't think that makes me necessarily happier as a football fan. I, I go and watch Millwall sometimes, got friends who are Millwall fans, or you know, go and watch any club whenever you're in town. I mean, it strikes me that clubs who never really aspire to be in the Premier League, and that's not like a driving motivation for them, have a better time and just sort of enjoy life a bit more because that it's always the problem is with Forest, it's always the moment you tell people you're a Forest fan, they say, Oh, two European Cups and what's happening to you now? Why are you win the shit? And it's just like a constant thing. And it's the same Arsenal have a thing that's slightly different, but like they have perceived to have underachieved for a while. And Spurs, maybe and those sorts of, and obviously we're not at that sort of level, but we're a club that has basically fallen from grace. And that is the thing that dominates your mindset. Whereas if you're a club that's never reached those heights and, and realistically, you probably at the back of your mind think, well, it, will we, maybe one day we'll go on this mad thing, but it's not the main thing that's keeping us, you know, yeah. coming back. Yeah. Um, yes. Then I think it's more enjoyable. So I, I think, um, I think when we were playing smaller, you know, when we were down the, lower down the pyramid, um, I think those clubs were having more fun because like, they just, they loved coming to Forest because like, they get to go and play at a stadium that's won the European Cup twice. 
every game was like a cup final. That's why it took us three years to get out of the yeah. damn thing. Yeah. And um, they just seem to, like, I think lower league football culture is so funny. And, mm. and it's just like, there's no pressure on it really in the same way. Obviously you don't want to get relegated to the national league and you've still got like, you still have an expectation of where your club should be, but that driving madness, I think it's kind of slightly off your shoulders a bit. I don't know if I'm right. I watched um, I watched Millwall play in the week. I watched a whole Millwall match. Yeah. So that's championship. It was trash. Yeah, some of it is crap. I really noticed the difference between Premier and oh, man. just like, oh my God, this is one, like you said, one league below and this is... Some teams can't string like two passes together. You're like, what the fuck is good? And there's like seven forest for you. So how can you not yeah. find each other? Yeah. On a on a park that big. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I watched my... Exeter against Charlton this week and we lost. We should never have lost. But some of the passing, it's like this is League One. This is great. Did, did you see it, John? Yeah. I was I was I watched parts of the game because uh, I was I was getting ready to to do something else. But yeah. Like, like you said, we the some like we are just a really good footballing side. I think I think that people don't appreciate actually how well drilled Matt got them. But yeah, I, like you said, I've watched some championship football at times and been blown away, and I've also watched some championship football and gone, "Shit, we could play at this level." Oh, yeah, easy, easy. Oh, you could probably could. Do you yeah. go and watch many home games? I get to a few. So I went to Fulham the other Friday, and I I was up for Villa last Monday. So I've been to a couple already, which isn't bad. Um, I struggle with work because I do a radio show on Saturdays, which clashes with any sort of three o'clock kickoff. And then I often have a gig every other Monday night. So it, it, it makes it difficult for me, but I've not got off to a bad start this season. So, um, I'm just delighted to be able to watch them play. I'd always just wanted to see his back in the Premier League. I got to see that. So I feel that is a way off the mind. Um, I feel like you're quite relaxed at the moment because it's autumn, but if you get relegated... That could be another 24 years. Yeah, I mean, it would drive me... I, I just think now that I've seen it, it, it obviously had gone on so long that it had, it really had tormented <laughs> me. And the thing is, it, it's strange in life how these things come at the same time. The last couple of summers, so I went to the England-Italy men's final at Wembley for the Euros. I got to see England playing a final. My whole life, I was like, just get to a final. Obviously, I wanted to win something. Yeah. But I was like, just get to a final. I got to be there for that. Then the following May, I'm at Wembley to watch Forest get promoted. And then I went to the Lionesses final a few months after that. And I just thought, in the space of a year, I've basically, a lot of the things that I wanted to happen, I got to see happen. Yeah. And that is, that's rare in football. And I'd waited a very, very long time to see those things. Yeah. So it, I'm kind of like that. I've had a good kind of hit. Obviously, okay. I don't want. It, I don't want it to all end tomorrow. I want. I want to, I'd love to win stuff and and do well. But there's part of me that's like I had such a fucking mad twelve months with it all. Yeah, you can do another. That I feel like I've years. kind of, you know, like when a lion like eats and then, I'll come back to these quotes again. Yeah, like, when the lion eats, the, well, it would like gorge it? on a carcass, wasn't it? Oh, and then it would, say. And then it won't eat for a bit. I'm kind of like that. I'm like still full on. <laughs> oh, you're those, still full on. Yeah. Still full on those but wonderful women. Nottingham Forest yeah. did a really interesting move, didn't they, recently? Because everyone was sort of thinking, oh, Graham Potter could go, could could leave this, like, you know, could get sacked. And then they sort of threw a curveball, didn't they, and offered him a new deal and he signed it, which was... Who? Graham Potter? No, it's not Graham Potter, sorry. Uh, 
What's his name? Steve Cooper. Yeah, Steve that's Cooper. it. Same sort of name. I don't, isn't it, don't really? know why I, was, I always get those two mixed up. It actually. is though. Cooper Potter. It's just like, yeah. Well. Who cares? Premier League, whatever. But they all sort of threw a curveball, didn't they? And like offered him a new deal, which everyone sort of re- really received quite well. It's different. It's good to see like a Premier League side sort of backing their manager rather than sacking him off. Yeah, and I think there's a sense of fairness about it that he got us up, which no manager had done in uh, you know a very long time, mm. and then. It's fairly obvious what the problems are. Is it, we can score goals. We're defensively we're weak, mm-hmm. weaker than other teams, and then he's got a load of new players, <clears throat> and you have to give him the time to at least try and figure out who his starting eleven is. So, and and the fact I think there was a level of fan power involved in it. I think he has a, a real unique connection to the fans, and I think the owners see and appreciate that. So, it, I, I was delighted because I just thought the problem is everyone goes. I'll bite your end off for fourth from bottom, I would, you know. Fourth from, I'd be happy with that. Finishing fourth from bottom involves losing to Fulham and Bournemouth and getting pumped by Man City. Like, this is the reality of it. So when the reality starts to happen, people start wobbling. You're like, well, stand up, we might do it on goal difference. And that's fine. That's what we, you know, really expecting anything else would be very, very um, you know, fantastical, really. So um, I'm just glad that for now they've given him a bit of a, a backing. And... Um, Obviously, in time, if, if you keep losing matches, it's it's very hard to keep your job in it. Yeah, the stress. I can't imagine because you have just have to watch those players out there and just cross your fingers. The stress on that. I mean, I guess it, it, I, I see where you're coming from, but you also have to look at it from the perspective that if he does get sacked, he's about to get paid up on a five-year deal. I don't think he's too. You know, it's not like he's not like oh, I'm never going to find another job again. It's not it's all not- about money. Mm. It's not all about money. I think I think it is. In football nowadays, I think it really is. No. Yeah, there's no there's no loyalty, there's no nothing like that in football anymore. People come and go because it's and rightly so, it's a job. Like you wouldn't go and turn down double wage, and neither would I, and neither would anyone. So but it, to say it's not about money is I think it's a bit crude. I mean, what did Charlie say? Charlie Baker said. What did he say? Players only love you when they're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another, well. another little uh, far right. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yes, sir. That's it. Now, Matt, didn't you once tell me you met Brian Clough? If I just dreamt Oh, yeah. No, no, I told you that. Yeah. Right. I might even give this a little music bed. <laughs> okay. Well, I get to hear it now as I tell the story. I'll get the photo. Um, you might have to... Listen to the pod when it goes out. So oh, you met do, Brian yeah. Clough. Yeah, what sort of music am I talking over so I can sort of... Um, you might decide in retrospect, I guess. It'll be mellow. What do you, so quite sad? Or just Ooh. chilled? Is it a sad story, your story? No, it's a great story, mate. I wonder if I put a sad bed on whether it'll, whether it'll give yeah, it a yeah, nice yeah. little... You, you do what you got to do. It's a good story, yeah. though. Yeah, but it might... If you put, you know... <laughs> Juxtapose it with okay. a lovely little moment. Go on. Yeah, I was a mascot for a Forest game. One of his last ever ones in charge. Sorry, so, sad uh, music was going to be amazing for this. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> right, go on. I can feel that I'm already pacing myself. You know how a vicar does. Go on. And the Lord who watches over all of us. Yeah. You know, they sort of yeah. they have a weird delivery, don't they? Because I guess of the echo. Yeah. Anyway, so um, can you start again, Matt? Him. Sorry, from the start. <clears throat> I met Brian Clough. <laughs> it was it, it, one of his last ever games in charge. 
It was the 3rd of March, 1993. I remember being excited about being a mascot on that date. It was against Crystal Palace. And I think it was meant to be the 10th of March, 93, but the game got moved. Three was my lucky number, because I was a big fan of Stuart Pearce, and I just thought, 3-3, three, 93, because even the nine is three threes. Anyway, fate. So I meet Cluffy, and we're on the verge of relegation. First ever season of the Premier League, and it's all gone to shit for Forrest. And um, I suffer from eczema, and I did as a boy, and I had it facially as a child. <laughs> it's a curveball. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. I um, they get you in the dressing room beforehand. You see all these players like Roy Keane's at Forest. Whoa, 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 whoa! You did this. You yeah. went in the dressing room with Roy Keane, and yes, it was like a kid mascot. I was like ten years old, and um, they're just naked. Obviously, your mum's already. I remember my mum telling me as a kid, and she. <laughs> She reminded me. I'm going to put some drum and bass in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm sorry. Can I go back? This is amazing. Yeah. So I'm just remembering what I was like supporting Man United in 1984, 1985. Mm. Like a 10-year-old. And then yeah. if someone had gone, David, you're going to go in the changing room and have a look yeah. at Brian McClare's knob. Yeah. <laughs> or at least go in there. Like... What's yeah. it like being amongst your heroes? It's overwhelming. So I've got a few autographs over the years. It's just like open days, they're done and stuff. But in the dressing room before kickoff, you're just, it's almost too much, especially naked men. Anyway. You, you went like that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had X on my face and uh, they introduced you to Brian <laughs> And um, obviously, it's overwhelming meeting someone like that. And kind of, I've never met anyone with that sort of charisma before. Like a kind of dangerous charisma. Wow, what's that mean? Like very warm, but almost... Uh, I almost felt like I'd fallen into the panda enclosure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is probably safe, but I've got to play this right, even as a 10-year-old. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking quick. I mean, you're just there. You're just like, it's too much for a 10-year-old to take in. And um, the guy, Mr. Clough, this is Matthew, the mascot. Matthew, this is Mr. Clough. And he looked at me, uh, like these rashes on my face, and he went, bloody hell, son. You are an ugly bugger. He goes, what have you been doing all afternoon, Ed? But in pizzas. I was 10, and I could smell like... You know when you first smell... The sweet smell of booze on an adult's breath. My mum didn't really drink when I was growing up. So it was like, you almost smelled like mince pies or mulled wine. Like it was that warm, hot whiskey breath. Quite nice then. Mm. And I'm only joking, young man. Give your granddad Brian a kiss. Anyway, he then takes me what? in. I'll show you the picture. A by kiss? The way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A kiss. Kisses me on the forehead. Okay. Not a little... I mean, I'm going to show you the photo now. Is There's my joke? face, right? That he's sort of... You can see the source. That's not even you. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. So we get this photo of me and Cluffy, you know, weeks before he, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's in a very, very I mean, it's terrible, really, because he looks in a terrible way there. Oh, no. Anyway, he, he, he takes me into the physio's room and he, he says, we've got anything for this young man's face? <laughs> really rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're literally. They're... <laughs> <laughs> and he, they give me this, you can try this stuff called Betnovate. Anyway, I try it on, um, and it works. And I go back to my GP, and I had to see the doctor regularly as a kid. My asthma and my eczema was very bad. And he said, what have you done here? He said, it's really cleared up. 
I said, I've got some Betnovate. He said, you cannot put that on your face. It is steroid-based. You will cause lasting... It can cause skin cancer. It was tested on horses. Where on earth did you get it? I said, Brian Clough gave it to me. And the doctor, my GP went, you met Cloughy? And my mum was like, well, hang on a second. No, no, no. Is his face going to drop off its skull? Or is, is he... Anyway, to this day, so I'm pre- prescribed... And I use it very sparingly now. Effectively, it's sister cream, Umavate, which is gentler on the face. And I still have a version of Betnovate of that strength. Um, anyway, years later, so you get the photo of that. And then years later, I queued up to get his autobiography signed. Second autobiography, Walking on Water. You can see he signed the photo there. So I get the books signed and say, oh, can you sign this photo as well, please? And he, he looked at the photo. And uh, he looked. He went, oh, looked a lot better back then. And he looked up at me and he went... <laughs> So did you, you fat bastard. <laughs> oh, fuck. So the only two times I probably met him, he, he rinsed me. But what an honour. What a, what, a, what, a, what a joy to I think I would have cried as a 10-year-old if my... Honest, that is such an amazing... So how old was he there? And how old was he when you met him again? Was oh, he that's the, a great question. Was he at the end the second time? Was he... It wasn't far off, yeah. Oh, so let's have a look. Um, so when I met him, he'd have been... So he was born in 35, and I met him in 93. So he'd have been... Oh, God. You know, it's heartbreaking, actually, how young he was. 58. Is that right? Yeah. 58. And then he died at 69. So wow. I, I met him a few years after that. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. I mean, he was 58 in that picture. It's really bad. What, did, what, I don't know if I'm being naive here, but was there something wrong with him, or does it just... Oh, it was alcohol. Uh, yeah. Alcohol. He was, he was in a bad way with, yeah, it was alcoholic. Um, it was just really bad. So, you know, it sort of tinged with sadness. Then we got relegated a few weeks later and it was all, you know, strange To be in that changing room with those players. Oh, incredible. I mean, the forest was so tangible to me growing up. So my mum would get all the kids off the street during half term. We'd get up early and we'd walk down to the training ground and they'd just let us in to watch the team train. She showed me. She brought a load of old photos up in a bag the other week. And they're like, you can't believe the access we got to like Stuart Pierce, Stan Collymore, Frank Clark. Look at that. Psycho, when he was England captain. That's me getting his autograph. Wow. You could just go onto the training pitch with him. Do you remember at the time, time Matt, thinking, oh, this is like, these are real big players. Or did it just not seem like that? Oh, yeah. No, they felt it like did, big players. Yeah, yeah. Like, these people are gods. Yeah, they were, you're just the you're number one idols in the world. Yeah, it was like, these are Premier League and England stars. Yeah, It was incredible. I don't know, I was just wondering, because if you were younger, you might not have seen, you know, when you're younger, you're sort of a bit braver, aren't you? And you sort of don't realise the magnitude of what... Oh, no, I was overwhelmed. Really? I, I was nervous and just just delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the scale of it, I, I fully appreciated, really. In a way... I just think anyone who's ever played professional football is amazing, let alone anyone who's ever worn a Forest shirt at any level. I just yeah. think they're so good. Even to play at the lowest level, to get a pro contract, you're so good at football. You're better than any normal person could ever get through practice. They're incredible. And then to play at that level, I mean, let alone coming on to like players like Haaland, I just think they're magical footballers. Yeah. I love them all on the whole. My wife's cousin's son, he was mascot for PSG a couple of years ago. Walked out with Neymar. Blimey. Yeah. Well, this was the other thing that happened. 
I was too nervous to say anything, so they walked out without me, and I had to walk out with the ref. Oh. <laughs> do you know what? The worst, it was mortifying. I was just too nervous to say to Nigel Clough, do, do I come out now? Nigel Clough. Was captain in Psycho. Was he's in at Pearson Mansfield in. now. Mm. Yes, he's managing them, yeah. And uh, he's a lovely man. So then I had to walk out with a ref. It was like, oh, fucked it up. And like, it's such a small thing. But I felt so guilty because my mum had paid for it. Oh, thought, and you're just behind just... trying to catch up. Yeah, I thought I'd ruined this thing that she's... Where's that bloody Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <coughs> but what an amazing memory. Yeah, that's, a, that's so good. Are you... Um... Do you fancy uh, answering the 11 famous questions? Yeah, go on, yeah. <laughs> You're going to ask them? Excited? I'm going to ask Yeah. Them, definitely. Definitely. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you might want to get on my Patreon. You get early access to ad-free episodes, and there'll be videos and behind-the-scenes pics, and it's basically a place where... We can all hang out together. It's a bloody friendly community, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, if you fancy it, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. And also, Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone. All for the price of a coffee. Like a posh coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. My new football club supporter, that's what that stands for. That's your thing. So, sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L., and the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right, back, back to the pod. Number one, what was your first game you went to? Forest Sunderland uh, in the 1991 season, which was great. And I would have stood in the stand that that was... That painting was the vantage point. So it's the old Bridgeford end, which was our cop. And um, I stood in there with my uncle, Joe, who really was my great uncle. And that, we won 2-0. Steve Chettle and Nigel Clough scored. I, I couldn't believe that you could get that close to these people. People that I'd seen on television playing for England at the World Cup yeah. the summer before. Yeah. Like Pierce and Clough were playing for England. Des Walker. These people were playing for England. And now I'm like just railing the wires right down the front. And as a kid, you've never seen that many people there before. You've never seen 20, 25,000 people all in one place. You're like, what? The buildings are massive, the stands. And they're shouting and they're drunk and the smell of piss and fag smoke and fried onions and old piss and just the whole. Yeah, onions again. Just onions mentioned again on the podcast. (laughs) Matt, you saying this, it's not the same, obviously, but supporting Man United, I've hardly ever gone to any games. And so coming to Exeter is the first time I've ever experienced a large group of people together. Yeah. And I'm getting that this season. I just fucking love it that everyone's come together at three o'clock in this little piece of green and we watch these players yeah. and the the idea of going to watch exactly what you just said the idea of going to watch a match and fucking Ronaldo's there what <laughs> yeah honestly yeah yeah so who was can you remember who was playing for Sunderland did they have any who was I that? remember no no, no. I, it, it, I didn't care then I'm never that bothered now really 
I really only massively care about what Forest are doing. I like watching the Premier League just because it's so wonderful for the last few years. And obviously now we're in it, it's more satisfying, but I can't, yeah. I, can, I don't know, there probably was, and it's terrible of me to have forgotten. Sorry. That's all right, that's okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, where do you sit in the ground and why? So my favourite spot was always the A block, which is the block in the main stand, which is nearest to the away fans. And I must, my first season to get in there with my granddad in that first season of the Premier League, 92-93. And so there was atmosphere in there and you're fairly close to the pitch. Um, and then for a while, the lower Bridgeford was where the atmosphere was. So I went in there. Now, do you know what? I've started actually... It, to fantasise about sitting in the what's now called the Brian Clough stand which is our biggest stand our big touchline two-tier stand that used to be called the executive stand so I just think I'd get a lovely view from up there and I think I am getting older now and I always I'm only 39 but I, I always like to be like where all the singing is and now I'm like actually I, I think I would rather just understand what's happening yeah take a little and, picnic and sit with the old guys yeah. that's what I do yeah so I think I might I might my answer is actually where I'd rather sit is somewhere that I currently don't sit and that would be probably on the halfway line right at the back just like see the whole thing no way yeah really yeah David's John, see, I, say John. This, I say this every pod David has probably one of the best seats in the house I used this season ticket for one of the games early on in the season it's an incredible view really really good you see everything Everything best for you because I I didn't realise some people go for atmosphere like John said you might want to go in the big bank and and I was like oh right yeah no fuck all that uh, I want view view so if I was to come down would I be able to get a seat near you and we could well I've got two season tickets my it's my middle boy he never comes so that's that can always be but I won't have to pretend to be a kid uh well do you want to watch a match? Do you want to watch the yeah. match or not? <laughs> oh, I'll do whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no one's actually for a cup game. Oh man, we played West Brom in the Coca-Cola Cup years ago, and um, me and a mate of skin. And it was like I think it was something like it was really cheap if you were under sixteen or over sixty-five, and we were like twenty. We're like fuck. So <laughs> I went dressed as an under sixteen, and he went dressed as an over sixty-five because he couldn't. There's no way he could have passed for under sixteen. He was just too big, heavy, and beardy. How old so, was he? 20? 20 odd, well, yeah. Well, he went for he, over 65. He just, like, put on, like, a granddad coat, flat cap, scarf, and, like... Did he get through? Yeah, did he get in? <laughs> yeah, and I got in as an under-16. Um, and what I did was take a, a rucksack. I just had this terrible, bright blue pubic <laughs> And I need, why would we have been together? Like, <laughs> like, is he my granddad? I don't know. We didn't work on our backstory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I took a backpack and was able to then change out of this terrible, like bright blue Puma tracksuit that I had on. God, I wore like a baseball cap, and that's been quite a nervy. That's quite a lot of organising as well. Like that's quite that's like a little heist. That is. that's great. Yeah, it felt there was an air of jeopardy about it. Um, I spoke to Mark Roberts, the greatest streaker of all time. Oh yes. Yeah, on, on my other podcast, and he got mm. into the um, Super Bowl final and he tells the story of how he got through and the tension of getting through the security and then down to the front and then taking his time and then go and running out into the in a in a ref's kit 
Super Bowl final right into the centre and all the players are like, what the fuck's the ref doing? And he just knob out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the, he tells his story, it's about 40 minutes long. It's so, such a good, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear every element of that Yeah, story. and he streaked at Crufts twice. <laughs> Chelsea Garden get Chelsea bitten off. Yeah, anyway. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you're streaking at the Chelsea Flower Show, aren't you just a flasher in the park? I mean, that's... <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you make a great podcast guest. <laughs> Question three. What's your match day routine? Um, I uh, wish... Well, no, I don't wish... I just love going to the pub for ages before kickoff. Ages before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, so do it's I. It's three o'clock kickoff. Get to the pub for like 11am. Oh. And like, oh, yeah. Really get on. Hey, but you don't go to the oh, pub. What? No, yeah, sorry, I didn't realise you said pub. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, you go to the pub yeah. at 11 and get hammered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what on your own? If it's an evening game. No, God, no. Yeah. Like with mates. With mates. Just the whole day's the party, isn't it, when it's a match day? Like, yeah, but I go on my own, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sort of far gone. I mean, the, the, <laughs> there's been games where I've not been able to read the scoreboard and stuff. Yeah. And I realise this is like frowned upon delinquent behaviour now. But um, it's all part of the fun of the fair, isn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> The Villa game, I was like, actually, I'm, I'm not going to start drinking that early again because I do want to sort of remember at least a little bit of our time. In yeah. So, for the XC like games, I, I don't really drink, but for, if I'm going to watch any other game of football, I feel like I have to because I just have no interest. When I go watch Man City, I'll have a few drinks and, that and whatever because it's just, I don't care enough to be there sober. But that's cool that you get to go and watch Man City. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Man City barely ever sell out unless it's a, a relatively... Don't they? Don't they? No, it's quite renowned for not selling out. You can, I can get tickets. But I went to watch a Champions League game the other uh, at the uh, last season at the Etihad against Sporting Lisbon. I got in for about twelve quid. That's great. Yeah. So there are quite a few spaces when you look around. Oh my god! Stadium. Yeah. If, if it's a Champions League night against a team like Sporting, who you know Man City have had the delicacy, if you like, of being able to play some massive teams that they're just so bored of playing teams like sporting i guess so fans don't go which for me is like so surreal like i've i'm watching like de bruyne you know these kinds of players who was there mares sterling last season um and it, yeah phil foden and I, people just don't go i'd get to go to these champions league nights which is pretty surreal for, for like why would you want to play in that stadium why would you want to play for them i mean it does it does eventually like get to a decent capacity but only okay. it's like uni students like me that are going because it's like oh might as well yeah. it's, it's and you're hammered really. you can give a shit yeah i don't care I'm, I, yeah like i just i mean i watched the game i watched sporting lisbon were five nil down on aggregate and sporting lisbon lined up with five at the back i was thinking well what's the point you get five nil down and I, you might as well go for it and they just sat back it was the worst game of football i've ever seen you're thinking, right, well, we're 5-0 down. What's the worst that can happen? If we lose 22-0 on aggregate, who cares? At least we're going yeah. attack. Did you say it? we? Did say we? Yeah, as in, like, you know, you'd like to think it's your team, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> sporting fan now. Sporting Lisbon of my team. So you'll get absolutely battered, Matt, 
And yeah, I try not to these days, but I just, you know, get Larry. Yeah, yeah, he does. Nah. <laughs> Anyone who answers no that quickly does get Larry. Nah, <laughs> I just love it. I just love the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. All we mates together having a laugh, and then you go and watch a game of football. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's the centerpiece. <laughs> yeah, you know. Pat, have you ever been so drunk that you don't remember the score? You sort of going home and like, oh crap, what, what, I don't know what was the score who scored. Um, I mean, there, there. You know what? I had a really vivid memory for nearly every game I'd been at until I, from my childhood. Yeah. But the, once I got into my teens and twenties, the sort of seasons that you know, I kind of know what happened, but I can't remember the games in any great detail. But we're in League One as, a lot of the time as well. Oh, I mean, right. that's steady, when I started. Mate. Yeah, that come on, steady, mate. No, no, deep. Deep. I know. No <laughs> it wasn't great for us. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to do something to make this day bearable. Oh, oh dear. Losing <laughs> in League One. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, maybe that's when that behaviour set in. Um, yeah. But yeah. So you drank I mean, your way through League One. Yeah, I just think it's great fun. You're all in the pub together. Yeah. You, know, you have a couple in the ground, and then you have a couple afterwards, and it's like, then it doesn't matter what happens so much. Because you're like, well, it's all about just having a great day out, and if we win, then we're wonderful. And if not, the day's not ruined. Yeah. Because that's not the only thing I've done today. I've, I've had a good time with my friends as well. Yeah. It's actually really. That's actually quite a different spin on it from what I. Are we playing Oxford on Saturday, John? Oxford at home, yeah. How uh, was that make you when you think, oh fuck me, they're playing Oxford? Was that? Was that make you feel like Matt? That. I think it's. What? How do I feel about you playing Oxford? <laughs> I expect you to. No, how would you feel about playing Oxford? How would you feel if you had to go and watch Oxford on Saturday? Well, I'll be up for it. <laughs> yeah, but what you'd be hammered. Yeah, you'd have to drink your way there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have a couple before that. Christ. Yeah. Okay. I'd, there'd be a novelty to it, wouldn't there? Yeah, I mean, it's different. I'm not a snob or anything like that. I just think no, it was just, just because of where we've been, it was just a nightmare. For most Exeter yeah. City fans, this is the highest we've been in. Well, a de- decade, literally. So this is uh, this is all something new. Question four: Who do you go to games with? Uh, I've got a crew of mates that I go with. Crew. Um, so Borley, Yamin, Teabag. Uh, <laughs> his surname's Tetley. Oh, that's good. Ben Tetley, his nickname's Teabag. Um, <laughs> I thought it was because he was always getting himself in hot water, and, it, and no oh, one had nice. ever said that. No one had ever said that to him before. Yeah, just shame, isn't it? All yeah, those years. yeah. Um, who else is there? <laughs> I like the uh, idea of a mate. You always get yourself in hot water, so we're going to call you. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, mate, mine jits. Who, uh, it's just like it's grown over the years. So then, before kickoff, there's about thirty of you that are all sitting in different parts of the ground. Oh, right. So yeah, obviously with Forest, there's just so many people that you know over the years yeah. growing up there. So you just go to certain pubs beforehand, and then yeah. So have you met I some of these actually the at the ground over the years? You made? I made some mates. Yeah, there were some friends that I made where I used to have a season ticket in the Upper Trent with my mate Pete, and just the people who sat around us we ended up becoming mates with. Yeah, that was great. Fun. You like that, don't you, David? The people around you are starting to like you and, and speak to you. Well, I don't know if they're starting to like me, but we're. You know, we're going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, someone gave you a book. That sort of is an indication of liking you, isn't it? A gift. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was the book? Oh, you probably have to have a drink before you read it. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's cool. Or is that quite a passive-aggressive uh, gift? You've got a fucking clue what you're on about. You? <laughs> you know that might be, actually. No, you uh, come no he's, he's really mouth. lovely. They might... Actually... Everyone, no, he's no, everyone in Exeter is lovely. They, that wasn't a passive-aggressive gift. Yeah, I think oh. it would have been twat. and part, Then they would have gone, all right, mate. But he was like, no, I've got you a little book. And oh, it's lovely. Imagine that, twat. <laughs> <laughs> And do people recognise you? Do they go, oh, my God? Uh, actually, a um, little bit. John gets it. Yeah, I get it. Get I get it, it a lot now. Not a lot, actually. I don't know why I've said a lot. Not a lot. Like a couple of, a couple of people here and I think there. all the ladies see John and go, hello. Yeah. That was before the pod, though. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, um, <laughs> yeah, to be like, I, there's, there is actually times at away games where, like, random people will say hello to me. They'll just be like, you right, John? I'll be like, yeah, you're right. And I, they'll be like, just walk past as if it's like normal or like, I, I, I remember at Barnsley, I was getting a hot dog with my dad and we went to put ketchup on it and the people behind us were going, oh, that's the guy from My New Football Club. And I was like, what the fuck that, is going on? He has ketchup. Yeah. From My New Football Club, ketchup. <laughs> it's just like, it's like little things, but it is like for me, but only being like, tw- I guess you two might have got it a lot more, but to be 20 years old and people go, I'm just thinking, mate, I'm just a regular human. We, we're all regular human beings, but like, Trust me, it's, it's it's very surreal for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice feeling. I actually don't know if I like if I like it. It's a, bit, it. it's a bit of a like. Oh god, this is this is my like this is this could be my life now. If, if I if my career sort of takes off, there's no going back. People, imagine gonna... that you could be the next Motti, next Motson. Yeah, and that's quite. Do you want that? Um, obviously I want it, but it's it's definitely yeah. in the back of my head. I always think, oh shit, I don't really. One, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's just, careful what you wish for. It's a careful weird, what you wish weird, for. Weird, surreal feeling, which I don't. I didn't think I'd ever experience. Like someone coming up to me and asking me for a photo is like, what is going on here? But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the power of the pod. <laughs> power of the pod. Yeah. Question five. Uh, Matt, favourite away ground? I, I loved um, Brentford's old ground, Griffin Park. Someone else really said cool. that. Someone else said that. had a terraced away end, so it was very nostalgic, because you could still go... I mean, they only moved a couple of years ago, didn't they? So until recently, and we would play them regularly in the Championship, you could go to a, a game in this day and age as a Forest fan, at, at playing at Championship level, and stand... Yeah, and I loved it. Well, and I was living, yeah. you know, I live in London, so it wasn't too far to go. And um, I always remember it. I think we always played them like when the weather was nice as well. So I just have lovely memories of sunny days, stood, you know, on the terraces. Did they have that really the 20- weird double tiered away end? Yeah, I was always in the lower bit, so I never saw the upper yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I always I remember looking at it and going, "That looks like a cool away end to go to." I wish I'd got to go to Griffin Park. I never got. Yeah, that was good. And and Bramall Lane for us, I, I love going to Bramall Lane. I find it a really intimidating, ah. imposing stadium. That's Sheffield United, yeah? yeah. I got I got lost there as a kid. They had to put a tannoy announcement out for my name. Did they? Yeah. Where were you? Where did you go? Um. So we, I, I remember saying to my dad, like, all right, I need to go to the toilet. He's like, yeah, all right, whatever, go. And it was it was like 
big, really big game for Exeter City at the time. So we took loads up there. I can't remember exactly how many. I was probably about... How old were you? 11, maybe. 10, 11. I remember right, going to the toilet and I remember thinking, right, remember the number of the gate you're going through so you can come back through. And I remember just going for a wee and going, shit, I don't remember. So I started... Wow. As a kid, you start... I remember thinking, oh my God, what's going on here? And I went through the wrong gate back to look for my dad. And luckily, one of my dad's mates grabbed me and went, Hey, right, John, where's, where's your dad? I was like, I don't know. I was like crying in bits. And he was like, right. I'll had your dad it. even noticed? Yeah, he had noticed because <laughs> the game was, it was a crazy game as well. We drew 4-4. Four, four. Um, and like, I remember my dad missed about three of their goals. And then he was looking, he was, <laughs> he was down, but he was down asking the steward like, oh, have you, like, have you seen my son? He's like, he's got lost. This is what he looks like. And during the game, I was with my dad. My dad's mate was like, right, I'll text your dad, tell him he's safe. But obviously back then it was a bit shit, like signals bad in the football stadiums and all that. So my dad never got the text. So it was, we were watching the game. I was watching the game with my dad's mates. And all of a sudden, the Tano announcement goes, John Beer, could you please make yourself like aware to the nearest you? Wow. And all while the game's going on. And then I think I remember as a kid, like the Sheffield United fans were like, wee, sort of like, wanker, he's got lost. Um, and then I, know, I remember my dad's mates were like, nah, don't go. We'll look after you. So my dad was sort of panicking for ages. Right. That's a yeah. that's a funny little moment, isn't it? When you're yeah, in, that is, that is a really weird, really weird story, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe your dad just went, yeah, fucking go to the toilet, mate, whatever. I don't think, I think my dad, if you met my dad, you'd realise he's very like, I'm not missing, I'm not missing the game. I'm not missing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say it like that, is it? He's, no, he's like, he's just like, well, like, he expected me at 11, yeah. 11, 12 years old to better go to the toilet on my own. Well, obviously I couldn't. Yeah. I might have wow. even been younger. I was absolutely, I was cacking it. I was so scared. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I was just thinking like my boy at 10 going, I need to go to the toilet. All right. right yeah. I don't think my dad was letting me go thinking, oh, he could get lost there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question number six, Matt. Least favourite away ground? I, I think most of the modern ones are rubbish. So yeah. Leicester City, I just think, and I, I really obviously there's been this change in football now. When I first started going, you got an end. Away fans got an end behind a goal. You had that bit, and now they give you like a sliver or uh, a corner. Yeah, it's just sort of squeezing you out. And the, Leicester away was the first time I'd experienced that. I just thought, oh, this is crap. And it's just an identical bowl stadium. Just no character. No, like at least with Spurs, they've tried to do that thing with you know, the wall or whatever they call it, where they've designed something that looks different to create a different atmosphere. Reddick, the Majeski Stadium, yeah. they're just rubbish. There's just no soul to them. It I, sounds I, horrible, that stadium. Yeah. Oh, it's rubbish. I remember the first time I went to Leicester away, <laughs> they had, you know, like, because they're not physically separate stands. If you lifted all the shutters up in the vomitory area, you could obviously just walk a full circuit of the thing. So to separate the away fans, they just pull the shutters down and they're just like the ones that you get at the front of a shop and at half time because we have a rivalry with Leicester Derby are our main rivals but then it's Leicester and Sheffield United really as well but both sets of fans basically agreed to lift this shutter up and you're like fuck <laughs> so we got to a vantage oh point me and my gosh. mate Pete and just sort of watched like this is going to be like one of those frescoes of you know battlefields and they're both just hundreds of people involved in this breaking the shutters up and then the shutter gets up and then they just fucking go at each other and there was a guy in the queue 
for like food and he <laughs> he goes to the woman he goes uh, what's the oddest thing you got though and she goes oh we've got pies we've got just get, get, get here's the oddest pie you got on a couple of bovros <laughs> and ripped the top off the pie and just was slinging it into like the melee and was just getting bovril and just fucking just give us hot water don't pay for it and you could just hear you chuck it and then you'd hear like two seconds later just Fucking like prison fight, and then the police came in and started fucking bat on charging everyone. You're like, oh my god, what's fucking wrong with people? What's the oddest thing you got, dog? Yeah, why can't you just go to the football and enjoy it? Just serving it out. This was on there, goes. He's paying for it. Enjoy the football. That is weird, weird behaviour. That you're a criminal. You should have been lucky. Question seven. Uh, if you could travel back in time, which game would you watch? Oh, man. I mean, I, I was tempted to say one of Forest European Cup wins, either the one against Malmo or uh, the one against Hamburg. You know what? Actually, the thing I wish I was at was Stuart Pearce's penalty in Euro 96 when England beat Spain. <sighs> I'd love to have been at England and Scotland in Euro 96 to see that Gaza goal. Oh. I have a real thing for England and always did. And even when Matt, I've, I've written an England song. No way. Yeah, I'm going on Soccer AM. Is it good? Well, it's not for me to say. I guess it is then. Well, no. Well, my sister's banging to it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard it. I think you sent it to me on, on WhatsApp, didn't you? I think it's good. Yeah. Joe sings a little it. verse in it. I mean, it depends what your relationship with your sister's like, I guess. Quite close. If she's... Okay. Oh, close. Very Maybe close. That de- well, that devalues it. Because I, what, I, what I was thinking was, if there was an element of sibling rivalry and yet she's endorsed it, then that, that would be a big Yeah, like she deal. reluctantly liked it. She's like, oh, yeah, this is actually quite good. No, she supports literally everything I do. Oh, that's very good of her. <laughs> but it doesn't mean she's wrong, does it? Because a lot no. of what you've done has been excellent. Thank you, man. So why should this be any different? <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, it's, can you can I get a flavour of it? Is there any way I can listen to it? I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, and good luck with it. Thank you for this you, World Cup. Yeah, the reason I did it is genuinely um, uh, number one. I want to be Robert Smith from the Cure. Number Which two, I want to be invited to an England game and have a meal, meet the players, and just be part of their gang. You know, it's you would it'd be quite. It wouldn't. It's not. It'd be quite easy for you to get invited to something. You know, would it? Yeah, but I want them to go. Oh, there's a bloke that's saying that. Is it fucking? Loads of the players will watch the stuff you're in. Yeah. Think, right. Think of how many players have watched Afterlife. It must be exactly. Almost. I oh, bet you the whole England squad, near enough, has watched Afterlife. Yeah. Get your agent on it. Well, what do I say, though? You know what you do? You do something for charity. You do something for charity. You say, I'm doing a thing for charity, yeah. and I'm a big fan of whoever, and then you, you do it like that. And they go, oh, my God, the guy of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. And then we go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're in. <laughs> is then you're the in the Diamond Club. Song? You're fucking right, he is. Yeah. I'm his friend now. Yeah, I'm his friend too. 
He's, mate, I can't. You must have met some of the England lot. No, honestly, I would what, faint. Oh, what I would faint. You might just say, "What's the point?" What's the point in doing the stuff? You're doing? <laughs> That's it. Like, well, do you know what? Weaponize it to oh. open doors. Oh. It's the only reason it was to get invited to watch England play cricket. The show, getting into showbiz. Not the only reason. One of the main reasons. Go invited to get watch England play cricket and football. Yeah. I've DM'd inv- me and Ben Stokes have DM'd each other a couple of times. That's nice. Right here we go. Big, big. That's nice. That's great. Um. But he can't you in with the football. Get him to the cricket via him, and then say, "Oh man, do you ever go to Wembley or whatever it is?" You what know? have you had out of showbiz? Because you're talking like you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the things that you should. Be I'm having. talking about you now. What well, have you, you been? Know, you get invited to stuff, don't you? You get well, invited you do. Stuff. You get to go to things. You know that's. You know, <laughs> that's Shuffling good. around his chair. You know, I'd, like should... <laughs> I'd like centre court. I've never. No. I got into Wimbledon one year, but that was like John Richardson's plus one. Right. But who cares? Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Or Infinite, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah. honestly. Well, we've written and a song. Like, now you're doing this podcast as well, this will open doors. People will see you as part of the football world. You're going on Soccer AM. That'll open doors into the football world. The doors to the Diamond yeah, Club. Yeah, they might go, They might say to me, and Joe, do you want to do a quirky soccer AM at night for Sky? Yeah, all right. Ooh, like Make adult. it quirky. Yeah. Although they're doing that with Ellis, aren't they? Have you watched Fantasy Football, their new one? I haven't yet. Yeah, no, they fucking good? nailed it. It's so good. Oh, good. It's really Excellent. good. Yeah. Anyway, so you would go back and watch an England match. I think so. I feel bad as a Forest fan, but... I think I'd love to see Pierce score that penalty. I'm really jealous of anyone who was there to see him score that penalty against Spain. And I'm jealous of people who got to see that Gaza goal. Yeah, the pressure on Pierce in that moment. <sighs> I just loved him so much as a person. Matt, I went to watch The Cure at Wembley Arena in 1990, 1991. Walking, hair back-combed, lipstick, eyeliner, the whole shebang. Big yeah. jumper, big white trainers, just loads of fucking cure look alike, Robert Smith look alike, walking along. Stuart Pearce. Amazing. Yeah, in amongst all these, <laughs> just having a pint. Yeah. Yeah, Stuart Pearce, that would have been 1991. Did you say hello to him? No. <laughs> He's friendly, you know. Yeah, but I was dressed like a toy. <laughs> 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 is he friendly? Is he? Oh, he's lovely. Yeah, and he's well into his music, as you well as you as you personally observed. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny seeing him plonked in amongst all these sort of. He goes to loads of gigs. He goes to about three gigs a week, Does all he? over the country. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more into music than he's to football. It totally makes sense, then, doesn't it? He's he obsessed was... with music. Totally, totally obsessed with music. In fact, he got me into a band called Ferocious Dog, like. Uh, He's into like um, a lot. I mean, he's into all sorts, but he's into like Celtic and like folk music as well as. He's on a sucker for anything with a fiddle on it, you know. Got this new band I'm into called Ferocious Dog. You should look him up, you know. <laughs> I looked him up and he was brilliant. I was like, I can't believe that's how good a really they are. good voice. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I went to see him. You know, I've seen Brian Gittins there. You know, he's back home. Looks like the geezer out of cure. <laughs> Oh, he's lovely. I love him. That's I love brilliant. him. Do you know what I mean? I, I was so invested in him as a person. 
I liked him at school. He wasn't a cool footballer to like. So when he missed the penalty... Wasn't he? And then... I thought people... Well, I think for adults he was. But for young lads, they always want to be like the goal scorers or yeah. the flair players, don't they? So everyone at school support wanted to be like the wingers or the yeah. goal scorers. And I was Pierce. Yeah. And then he misses that penalty. So for six years of shit that he got... Um, Fuck. Oh, that moment when he gets to have his comeback. Oh. You know, watch him go fucking ballistic. Matt, is he on your phone? What do you mean, is he on it? Could you... If you fancy going, oh, do you know what, Stuart? I really fancy chatting to you about stuff. Could you do? <laughs> could you do you mean do have that? I got a picture of him? Or, or, or no, I mean, him? have you got his number? Yeah, but I wouldn't just. I, I, I'm not asking you, you to ring some... him. Just yeah, if you wanted to ring him, you could ring Stuart Pierce. Yeah, but why? Would... I'd only ring him with with a very clear purpose. <laughs> not, not a man to be mucked about. I'm not just ringing him on a whim for a chat. I don't know him very well. No. But you wouldn't text him and go, did you go and watch the Cure in 1990 at Wembley Arena? You wouldn't say that. The thing is, I know that he... <laughs> you know I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, because he obviously... What, I mean, we have eyewitness testimony. <laughs> yeah. And it fits with the profile. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I'm, you know, I could... I'm I not putting you... I don't want to put any pressure on him. <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's a fearsome guy, isn't he? So you yeah. don't want to be... Ah, oh, but he's a little puppy dog underneath it all. Question eight is my favourite. Your favourite? Question eight. Who's the best player you've seen in the flesh? Ooh, must be a few. Yeah, I think Klinsman when he played for Bayern Munich. We played them in the UEFA Cup quarter-final and they absolutely destroyed us 5-1 in the home leg. And it was just, he was just at the at the peak of his game and it was magic to watch. I mean, I think one of the best players I ever saw play for Forest was Andy Reid. I mean, I saw, we had some amazing players over the years like Colin Moore and Van Hoydonk. Um, oh. Pierce was great. Like, some incredible footballers. But Andy Reid for us was... Andy Reid? He was so good. Um, oh, Irish. He went to Sunderland, Blackpool. He went to Spurs with Michael Dawson. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Really? Really. Uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible footballer. Um, but in terms of like a visiting player, I think Klinsman probably is the best. What was Although, so I, I saw good Cantona, about him? But I don't remember him having a particularly like... Good game. Yeah, so I saw like a, a lot of big players come and play, but... What was so good about Klinsman? Just to you know what? Actually, the, uh, over the summer, one of the footballers I always wanted to see live was Lucy Bronze. He's just a total footballer who like just controls every element of the game. You only notice that sometimes in the flesh. Yeah. I mean, equally, I love watching Phil Foden. Yeah. So I'm, I was thinking more at like club level because I've been some, uh, go to watch England as often as I can as well. But um, yeah, Klinsman's one of those players that just like dictates everything, just like forces the pace of a game. And obviously, he was just so skillful. Scored like an amazing overhead kick. You're like, oh my god, he's just done it all. Yeah. Um, but Lucy Bronze in the final, I, I felt was the same. She just can, just is at the centre of everything. He's like conducting things, yeah. making things happen. Yeah. And really, on the telly doesn't show you no. all that. You're only ever telly's like watching football through a, uh, like a telescope. I've You're only really getting like a that. narrow field of vision. Yeah. 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 Which is why sometimes I think the opinions of... If I've watched it on telly, I don't really feel like I've got the right to a full opinion unless I've been there. 
You're like, well, I, I kind of shout. I know basically what happened, but I didn't see. I thought with England, the men's team in the Euros, when people were talking about how, you know, people were getting frustrated in the group stages. I remember coming away from that Croatia game, that first game, just thinking we looked absolutely incredible. Mm. But I, I think people who watched it on telly maybe left were not left with the same impression. I just think sometimes you have to be there to see the whole picture. Yeah. And you yeah. get a better view of how um, teams are set up and the way they actually are playing. And the stuff that Kane does, he's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Klinsman. Klinsman. It's my favourite question. We've it's had two Gascoins. <clears throat> the only, the only perception I have of Klinsman is like the, the clips I see, because obviously he's a bit before my time, was like a few dives here and there. He like, did, he, did he like a dive? Yeah, he was like the main one who imported diving really like that, that i mean his goal celebration was like a celebration yeah 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 <laughs> like he drove people mad yeah <laughs> but everyone dives now so yeah. it's just like you know i was outraged by it at the time i hated it and when you talk to people who don't like football they're like oh they dive all the time and you're like you end up just go, getting sick of talking about it yeah. like, well it is just part of it now we've all just have you know it drives me mad yeah it's not moaning about the monarchy you're like we're not going to get rid of it Let's talk about something we can actually affect. Question nine. Worst experience you've had at a game? Uh, a few sort of come to mind. I guess it's more if it's about... I mean, you know what, actually? I remember having a moment when um, we were in League One where we played Walsall away. And I went on a supporters coach on my own. And, uh, you know, you just sort of sat next to people you don't know and they've, you know, covered in badges. You know, and it's like the heat was on too high. Like, oh, God, it was like a miserable Tuesday night. <laughs> Going to the, the, um, the best got actually was a, a lovely experience. They've got a thing called the Saddlers Club where the away fans can eat and drink and you have pie, peas and mash. And a pint for, I think, three quid. So this is great, okay. And then we lost, I think we lost 4-0 or 4-1, and it was just like pissing it down with rain. I was there on my own. How long was the journey? Wasn't that far, actually. Okay. Nottingham to the West Midlands, wasn't it? Maybe an hour and a half, okay. two hours, if that. Um, the same night, my mate, who's a Chelsea fan, went to watch Chelsea beat Lazio 4-0 in Italy. <laughs> I remember just... <laughs> <laughs> I remember actually, I remember at half-time, the stadium announcer, it was just like, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> the stadium announcer goes, right, uh, we've got the half-time scores for you now. Uh, no, no, we haven't. They've not been printed off. Give me five minutes. He's <laughs> doing this like, on the tannoy. And then he goes, um, we've had a set of keys handed in. I, th I think they're car keys. And he was just sort of having like half a chat on the... You're like, this isn't even a proper fucking... No. Even the stadium announcers, like, it's all just a bit yeah. small fun. And my mates in Italy, watching Chelsea thump Lazio. Yeah. Just then the piss rain. Yeah. So that was that was one of those moments where it crystallises how far, like, your fates have diverged yeah, since, yeah, yeah. since we're both in the Premier League. Um, mainly those, really. I mean, obviously, there are ones where... I mean, I, was at, um, I went to watch England play uh, Russia in Euro 2016 down in Marseille when, it all, when there was a lot of violence... And, and, and the, the, it's one of these things where I'll watch the Football Factory and ID and stuff like that. And I, I love those sorts of films, but they're not, they're, you know, they're cartoony. 
when you actually see mass violence, you're basically witnessing a terror attack. And it's one of the scariest things you can ever be present at. There is no glamour or fun or comedy about it at all. And basically the Russian fans in the States, so we'd seen that the England, some England fans had caused a load of shit during the days. So we just avoided all that because why would you want to get caught up in it? And where we were, it was lovely, but there's no police. We get into the stadium, then right at the end of the game, it was a terrible one-all draw. I don't know if you remember, um, Eric Dyer scored and then Russia equalised towards the end. And then you could just see people at, at the other end of the stadium. You could just hear people screaming, like blood-curdling screams. And you could just see people like bursting out of the exits, like anthills. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And the, these Russian hooligans were basically just like clearing the stand like an SAS unit, just methodically working their way along, just knocking people out. Oh, man. Thousands of people are then just stampeding out. There's no police or security. And it was only the pure look of the draw about our tickets were the furthest part away from it. Fuck. And you just like, what the fuck is this? I mean, it's were, horrendous. Were you in danger that far away or... You no, but then you're like, it. then you come out of the stadium and you're like, well, there's no one here. You're oh, like, you know, you could God. get... It's absolutely the scariest thing you will ever witness is football violence. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, obviously that Leicester story earlier was good. <laughs> but this is just like, when it's on this sort of scale, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh my <clears> God, <throat> you, you're abroad. You're in an England shirt. Do you know what I mean? You're like, fucking hell. Fuck. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. So that, but that's probably a bit bleak, is it, for this podcast? No, who said, who, someone said their worst experience was going to watch England, Italy in the final. Yeah, because the, the fans because, broke in, didn't they? And people were, yeah. people had fake so, tickets, the lot, it was awful. Yeah. So I was there for that. Yeah. Did you feel I went that? To every England, I went to every England game at Wembley that tournament. It was one of the most special experiences of my life. And I just got them through Twitter, just like beg, borrow, stole, bought them off people on the internet. The final, so obviously they were steadily increasing the capacity as the tournament went on because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. So the first few games, there was barely anyone there. So yeah. it's kind of surreal. Yeah. And then I just sort of got addicted to it. I just thought, I've been lucky getting these tickets. I'm just going to keep riding my luck and I put it out there that I want them. And um, the difference between the semi final and the final was just like a total step up in like intensity in terms of like the atmosphere around the ground. And you could see that there were troublemakers outside the ground and that people without tickets were trying to get in. Now, to be fair to Wembley, they had these sort of um, COVID checks in place, which you wouldn't ordinarily have. For a normal game, you can get yourself right up to the turnstile without a ticket. And then it's basically Wembley's Fort Knox. The people who got in got in through a fire exit. So an element of it was quite well planned. It's not like they forced a, um, a, a turnstile. It was just physically impossible. And there's no wall to climb over to get in. Um, as anyone who's, you know, it's huge. Um, so the, the areas that they were rushing at times were areas that in ordinary times you'd be able to just kind of mill around anyway. But it just looked, and then obviously once they were able to get in, that's what that's effectively the, the worst bit. But you could see the trouble, and, and it didn't, like, there was no actual trouble at that point. You could just sort of sense it was brewing. Like, if you yeah. get to football often enough, you know the sorts of characters that you see around. You thought, and, and there were just so many people on Wembley Wage that, oh, this is like, and flares and bottles, and you think oh, this is... fuck that. And the vast majority of it was great. And, yeah. And, 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 and I know that the, you have to focus on the trouble equally. The, the broader stories, there were like families there, just people who just wandered down because it was a final. That people without tickets, not trying to get in, just people who lived in Wembley. Yeah, were yeah, just yeah. like, well, it's on our doorstep, let's take the kids down and have a look. Yeah. So a lot of it was um, jovial, but as you got nearer, you could see that, oh, crikey. <laughs> so then... 
when we got in, it was, you know, I, I didn't actually see any trouble. Trouble. And where we were, it was just the most amazing experience. And that, that whole summer, every game I was at, it was it was noticeable how more diverse the England support was in person now. Yeah, yeah. And just how much happier the atmosphere was, how much more positive. Um, so obviously some of the stuff at the final really overshadowed that, but the, the, the vast majority of that experience was was like a carnival. It was it was incredible. And it just again, it's look of the draw where we were sat. There was no one, you know, trying to like push their way in or anything like that. People, a lot of people were more drunk than I've ever seen anyone at a football. Old men really drunk, really like old, like men in their seventies. Just like there was one guy, he was going, "Can you just shout Steve, please, when he comes out of there?" We're like, "Yeah, right." This guy comes out, and we're going, "Steve, Steve's going, Dad, Dad, I told you, I'm up here." You drunk old bastard! I keep losing you, and he's like plonking his dad down. People just like. People were just like leaving people in spare seats because they were just so drunk. I can't deal with you today, Dave. You have to sit over there, mate. And like just sort of drunk man, just like, <laughs> sunburnt, sunburnt old man, just like slumped oh, over oh, in the seat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, on the whole, I on want the whole, see. I want a piece magic. of that. I do want a little whole, piece of that. Oh, it was my, when Luke Shaw scored. Fuck me. Yeah. I've never been playing anything that's created that amount of noise. One single moment. And the, the fucking, the whole thing was just going ballistic. <laughs> and like, there was like people just falling over. Like it felt like the concrete was a trampoline. The energy that just flowed around that place when that happened. And the, just the euphoria. There were times in the second half when we were still one nil up. Where I just felt like I was floating. Just the, the amount of adrenaline you were getting from just one nil up in a final in the second half. Yeah. My God, that oh. was special. When Pickford saved, a, you know, those two penalty saves from Pickford as well were just, yeah, what a special thing to be at. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if people were closer to some of the um, action, then it was probably the worst day of their life. But where we are, oddly, given that everyone says what an appalling thing it was, <laughs> it's the best day. <laughs> it's one yeah. of the best days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is cool though. That, what a great game to have been there. Oh, been. amazing! Yeah. Oh, Amazing to witness all that. The semi was great. It was just all, yeah. It was just all so special. I love England. I, 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 I just, I, and I really think the men's team were on the verge of doing something as special as what the women did. It feels, you know, obviously the Nations League bit's been a bit there. Yeah. Doesn't matter though, does it? It's sort of meaningless. No. Um, question 10 what interesting facts have you got about your team well I mean fucking Cluffy was a was that yeah a I mean there's loads obviously no other club has ever done what we did which is those four seasons where we get promoted now first season in the top flight we win it the season after that we win the European Cup and the season after that we win it no one has ever done it say uh, that again you got promoted this is yeah, what I'm saying so extra need to do yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, we'll just do that so, real quick yeah so we get promoted to the top flight and in our first season in it we win it yeah then we win the european cup the following year and then we win it again it's just bang 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 like that promotion champions of england champions of europe champions of europe absolutely mental. So from the when they're on the pitch did, Clough, europe, do that? did Clough do that yeah yeah did that's he? why he's that's why he's such a god you're like this is and he just almost done it with derby so he took derby up and they won 
so he got Derby promoted from the second division and they won the Premier, you know, the top division, the first Shit, division. I didn't know that. He gets them to the semi-finals of Europe and they're only done out of it by like a, a, a corrupt ref. He'd have won the European Cup with two, he'd have done exactly the same thing that is with two amazing. provincial clubs. That's it's amazing. absolutely incredible. I didn't realise that. Isn't there a road now in between Nottingham and Derby called the Nigel Clough Road? Brian Clough, sorry. Not yeah, so they renamed a stretch of the A52, yeah. which is... Because I drove on it and I was cool. thinking, oh, this is pretty cool, going between That's Nottingham cool. and Derby. And I was like, oh, why is it cool? And then I realised that he'd managed both and done really well at both. Yeah. So it's actually quite nice. That's amazing yeah, really he did cool, that. Yeah. Brian Clough way, yeah. And where did where did they get the players from to do that? Do they just come through the... They just well, bought or do they come through the Not Nottingham Forest? So he'd... Um, taken a number of players with him from Derby to every and then he took them to lead to so players like John McGovern, John Robertson, uh John O'Hare. So he had a he had a couple at Derby that he really liked and he, he brought them in. He had players at Forest that were already there. Oh Robertson was already at Forest and was like fat, drunk, overweight. Uh Martin O'Neill, um um he took Archie Gemmel and then obviously he pays it, 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 just before they you know the um, so he wins the league with basically a hodgepodge of players, and then um, signs Trevor Francis. So the first, well, that's oh. a good fact. The first ever million pound player yeah. signed yeah. by Nottingham Forest. Yeah, Trevor Francis, who then scores the winning goal in the European Cup final. So yeah. immediately, sort of earns this. Final question, question 11. What one bit of advice would you give me as a new fan, yeah, of a lower league or of a team? I mean, you've been in the lower leagues, but what one bit of advice would you give me? I would just, well, my general advice is to make it about the day and, and don't get too hung up on whether you, you can't affect whether your team wins or loses. Oh, yeah, I'm struggling So with just that. try and enjoy, Just you have to try and enjoy every element of it regardless of victory or defeat, really. Yeah. That's nice I think you have to come to a, a philosophical position where you're like, I'm going to support these forever now. Ooh. So I have to enjoy it, even if there's... To take something from everything. And if it's only just that you had a nice day out and sat around people that you get on with. Are you, David? Are you going to support for the rest of your life? Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, Plymouth, uh, well, they're doing all right, aren't they? What? <laughs> No, of course I am. All right, good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, I just... Yeah, just the more you go, the more invested you are. And Yeah. I mean, the, the, the goal we scored two weeks ago at home was the first time I properly jumped up and punched the air. And I was like, fucking It's coming out slowly. Like you said, yeah, it, it might is. take... Like Mark, Mark Abraham said, didn't he? It might take four years to get to where you need to be and you're like proper getting in, in, involved. Yeah. I'd be amazed if I start shouting and singing. I can't see that happening. Giving, giving the ref some abuse. Ah, bloody hell, ref. I fucking love all that. I love <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah. There's this one guy a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's obvious, but he was sort of this 68-year-old man just stood up just shouting on his own. Everything else was quiet. It's like, what is going on in his head? Love it. You've got respect, it. So it's, a, it's a lot of bottle, doesn't it? To get it up in front of how big, how many people in that stand? What two thousand? Losing control. Yeah, absolutely lost. Is it losing your head? Shining yeah, the rest. It's like sixty. He's been on this planet sixty-eight years. 
But at that point, you don't care what no one else yeah. exists in that moment. He's no. just so limited. Yeah, yeah. It's like road rage. Yeah, it's like, like all other reason has just gone. It's genuine anger, isn't it? It's like this coursing yeah. through. It comes over you. And you, yeah. don't, you can't control but it. Does he not get one moment where he goes, mm, "Embarrassing that I don't like." After. Do you think? Oh, I don't think so. I think at sixty-eight, you're so you just don't care. Like, why would you care about anything at sixty-eight? It's like, how are you gonna influence the referee? No, but that's the bit that I'm like. But that's that's not the objective, is it? When you rode your head on, son, you're sixty-eight. When you've got road rage, you don't think, oh, this is gonna help. You just do, don't you? Just do get angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Well, Matt. I don't know if I've been of any use to oh, you. Oh, my God, you've been fantastic. you joking? Jesus yeah. Christ. Brilliant. You've gone oh, to the top of the tree shit. with the Brian Clough story. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Fucking hell. I've got a load of memorabilia around, you know. I just can't believe he called you an ugly bastard at 10 years old. I know. Yeah, I think yeah. I would have cried. bit thoughtless. <laughs> yeah, but the, it, it was done in a way that it wasn't intimate. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. Done. The good old days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, can't. Just, well, I had two little boys come to my door last week looking for a drone that had flown that crashed somewhere. I can't imagine going, fuck me, you ugly bastard. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> Let me take you and find this drone, you fucking ugly bastard. It's such a funny thing for an adult to say to a child yeah. that they don't know that they're ugly. Don't they? Not naughty, no. or shut up, ugly. get out. But you're ugly. You I, I've been mascot a few times for, for some City games, so that might be a few little stories. Ooh, you sexy little bastard. That's what they'd be saying with John, wouldn't they? What? <laughs> can you say uh, that? That can't legally say that, can you? To a 10-year-old? No, no, you can't. Not anymore. <laughs> You've never been able to. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they would have done no, that. No, yeah, they might have thought it. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Really enjoyed it. That's been brilliant. Thank you. When? Thank you. Uh, when will it go out? Um, one, no, two, no two weeks maybe. Ooh. Fortnight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think. I'll hold you to account. Well, I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Just let me know, and I'll tweet about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it a push on socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Matt. And let me know whenever you're in London. Yes, and Exeter, vice versa. Then you're never going to be yeah, in Exeter. Yeah, I was Exeter, in Exeter. But... I played Exeter on tour a few months ago. Where? Which? I didn't realise you lived at Which? Phoenix. Oh, the Phoenix is well nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a down that you know what, actually, weird alley, isn't it, with all the cobbles? Yeah, that's where there's a rollies there, and I knew <sighs> hey. the fucking answer, and yeah. it's opposite. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, because I, I actually got some rum and raisin when I was there. Do you? Are you you're not on tour again, are you? You don't want to plug? I'm doing some London dates. Wow. But they might have been done by the time this goes out. Oh, well, I can put it out earlier. I'm easy. Oh, don't worry about that. Easy peasy. No, I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, okay, well, thank you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. cheers, Matt. Um, thank you. Let me know when you're in London. Yes, and will do. Your way, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, thank you, mate. Loved it. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye.